Good evening to you and welcome to SAFM Sports Wrap. This evening, I'm Brad Brown and I'm with you for the next half hour here on South Africa's news and information leader. Thank you very much to the MoneyWeb team. They're back again tomorrow at 6 p.m. Lots of uh, Olympic news to get through this evening. We'll be chatting to Manfred Seidler a little bit later on in the show to find out exactly what's happening in the action that's taking place right now. We'll also be joined by Moali from Rio as we look ahead to the clash between our under-23s, South Africa's under-23s, and Iraq. A must-win game uh, for Amaglugluk, but we'll get all those details a little bit later on. And uh, we'll also take a look at some uh, pre-season action Action from uh, Platinum Stars, Kevin Johnson, joining us on this evening's show as well. We start with news from the Olympics. I can tell you that uh, South African Sevens team have advanced to the knockout stages despite losing 12-5 to Australia in their third group match uh, a little bit earlier on this afternoon. We'll hear from Neil Powell and Philip Sneeman also in this evening's show. In cycling news, Switzerland's Fabian Cancellara claimed gold in the men's individual time trial and Netherlands' Tom Dumoulin won silver. Tour de France winner Chris Froome won bronze. Uh, in that race. On the ladies' side of things, South Africa's Ashley Moorman Pasio finished 12th despite crashing during her ride. On to some football. There's other live action to look forward to this evening. The Gamper Trophy between Barcelona and Sampdoria kicking off just after 8 o'clock South African time. And in England, Leicester City manager Claudio Ranieri has signed a new four-year deal that'll see him remain at the club until 2020. On to cricket and thanks to an historic century yesterday from Laura Volfart. The Momentum Proteas clinched their format series against Ireland with a game to spare yesterday. The opening batters 105 broke the record for the youngest player to score century for South Africa in both the men's or the ladies game at just 17 years and 105 days old. The teenager wasn't even aware at the time that the record was broken. I didn't actually know that that was a record to break, so um, when I found out this morning, it was actually quite a shock and very cool. Um, It's just been such an amazing experience, and I just never expected it to happen, and it's not really something I was thinking about. I was just uh, playing my game and enjoying it. In women's cricket, only India's Matali Raj has made 100 at a younger age. The 17-year-old says keeping up with her schoolwork has been challenging while on tour. Well, right now it is quite challenging, and I think with the um, busy schedule ahead, um, it's not going to get any easier. But um, my school is very, and Cricket South Africa are both very supportive, and they understand that I have commitments at both. And um, yeah, it does take uh, a few sacrifices and late night study sessions, but so far I'm managing, and I haven't really decided what I'm going to do one day. So right now I'm just enjoying both. A little bit earlier on today, uh, Zimbabwe went down by 254 runs to New Zealand. That in the second test at the Queen's Sports Club in Bulawayo, chasing 387 for victory. Zimbabwe were dismissed for 132, falling 254 runs shy. Uh, the third test between India and the West Indies underway. It is day two at the Darren Sammy National Cricket Stadium. And as it stands right now, it is lunch. And India have reached 316 for the loss of five. On to netball, the Western Cape established themselves as favourites to win this week's Spa National Netball Championship with two big wins over fellow title contenders Gauteng and Free State in Durban today. Michael Flismus was there. The Western Cape beat Gauteng 61-40 in the morning and then edged Free State 39-34 at the Hoy Park Courts. 
Western Cape captain and Spa Proteas star Aaron Berger says while it was a big step forward in their title hopes, there's still plenty of netball to come before Saturday's final. We knew we had to win both matches today um, to have a chance to go through to the finals. We're not there yet. Um, we still have two more matches, three more matches. So it's not over yet. You don't win the, the tournament on Wednesday. So it's still a tough way to go. But we're very, very glad that we are where we are. Um, I think our team is in a good space. Um, we're looking good as a team, getting closer and better every match. Exactly what we want. Michael Flismas, Durban. On to rugby, New Zealand have been dealt a massive blow. Sonny Bill Williams set to miss the rugby championship. That after he ruptured his Achilles tendon during New Zealand's sevens loss to Japan at the Olympics yesterday. In Curry Cup news, winger Sergio Peterson's been ruled out of the Cheetahs' next three Curry Cup matches. He's picked up a knee injury. Ulrich Bayers returns to the starting lineup for the Bulls for their clash against the Free Staters. The Sharks announced today that Terum Tembu will replace Jean-Luc Dupree and the Sharks starting 15 when they take on the Griquas this weekend and prop Skulk Ferrer has been named as the captain of the EP Kings. Formula One News 19 year old Frenchman Esteban Ocon's replaced Rio Harianto at Manor for the rest of the Formula One season and finally in boxing Manny Pacquiao confirmed that he will come out of retirement to face WBO welterweight champion Jesse Vargas in Las Vegas on the 5th of November. Coming up next here on SAFM Sports Wrap we'll head to Rustenburg to chat to Kevin Johnson. SAFM Sports Wrap You're listening to South Africa's news and information leader and obviously lots of talk uh, around the Olympics at the moment. But uh, believe it or not, there is actually other sport taking place. uh, And particularly here in South Africa, all the PSL teams are getting themselves ready for the start of the upcoming uh, ABSA Premiership season. This coming weekend, uh, there will be uh, a clash taking place in... uh, in Rustenburg, it is Platinum Stars up against uh, Orlando Pirates, part of the Mays Cup. A slightly different format this year. Last year, there were four teams playing. This year, just two. Uh, we're joined now by the coach of Platinum Stars, Kevin Johnson. Kevin, welcome on to SAFM Sports Trap. Thanks for joining us tonight. Uh, good evening, Brad. And good evening to your listeners. And thank you for having me on the show again. Kevin, uh, obviously it's, uh, I don't want to say a friendly match, it, it is out of season, but uh, you guys want to want to pick up a win uh, against a team like Orlando Pirates heading into into a new season. It's, uh, it's important nonetheless to gauge where you are at this this point in your build-up. It's probably the last game we're going to play before the season starts, uh, before 2016-2017 starts, and our first game is against Supersport. And yes, uh, you know, last year when we played the Mays Cup, there were four teams involved. And uh, this year it's ourselves and uh, a lot of the Pirates. And last year we beat uh, Pumalanga Black Aces in the final, uh, 1-0. So yes, it's a nice game to gauge ourselves and to gauge the players where they are as far as the preseason is concerned and as far as the, the readiness for the new PSL uh, league is concerned. Kevin, as far as a game like this, particularly against a team like Orlando Pirates, who've uh, gone through some big changes uh, following the, the conclusion of last year's uh, league, uh, I, I mean, yes, there's a change in personnel, but, but you know, I mean, you know Orlando Pirates well, you've played them on many occasions. Uh, what are you expecting from the Buccaneers this weekend? Uh, in one moment, uh, Brad, I'm expecting a complete different team because they have a, a complete different coach. Uh, which is uh, probably the biggest factor for Orlando Pirates. Uh, they've brought in a new, a couple of new players, some young players and some uh, older players. But 
we're looking for, a, I think it's going to be a complete different team. I think their mentality as far as training is concerned is going to be a, a little different because he was a different, different type of coach. He coaches three or four systems in one game. And uh, we have to prepare for that and uh, just make sure that we prepare ourselves correctly and not overload ourselves because uh, then we might find ourselves uh, wanting uh, in, the, in the league when that starts. Kevin, looking at Platinum Stars and, and the off-season and the, the work that you guys have been putting in uh, be behind the scenes before the season starts, are you satisfied with the way things have progressed, uh, looking at personnel, who you've got at your disposal? you you satisfied? So far, yes, Brad. Uh, you know, we tried to keep the core of the team that uh, ended up third last year. And at the same time, we, we tried to make sure that we keep up with uh, one of our our objectives, which was to promote as many youngsters in the in the PSL as as possible, and uh, yes, that worked out because we, in one moment, we got to say thank you to the to the NBC from SuperSport that allowed us in order to blood these youngsters in at NBC level because there they played against a lot of PSL opposition, they played a lot of against a lot of PSL players, and uh, they they were in the last two years. So, yes, uh, we've, we've achieved one objective, and that was to promote a lot of our youngsters, that a lot of them are from the Northwest. And uh, the other thing that we're hoping is because of this, we're able to get more bums on the seat because a lot of the boys are local boys, and uh, the local people will come and watch them play. You mentioned Supersports United as your league opener, finishing third uh, last season. Does that put pressure on, on you as a coach and, and Platinum Stars as a club going into the new season? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's a very credible result, but uh, there's always the want to go better. Is, is, that, is that the goal for, for the upcoming season, or, or just build, what you, build on what you've managed to achieve so far last season? I think I've uh, read in all, all the PSL teams starting this year, there's pressure on all of us. But uh, yes, we want to build on what we what we started five years ago, as far as uh, you know, developing a good team, uh, creating a, a proper philosophy, as far as playing is concerned, uh, and 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 so forth. So yes, we put ourselves under pressure because we want to do better than what we did last year. I think any team is is is, is capable of doing that at the beginning of the season, and uh, if we play correctly and we do well then uh, we're able to at least compete with what we have and at the same time, the back of your mind, make sure that you remember to get as many bums on the seat this year going forward and uh, play the youngsters from the northwest as much as possible. Kevin, I mean, just uh, on an aside, you were instrumental in the early days of Stephen Pinar's uh, career, there was talk uh, a couple of weeks ago that uh, a couple of the clubs were trying to get him back in South Africa. Not sure uh, if there's been any progress. I know he's been back training in, in the UK. Would you, would you like to see him playing his trade back on South African soil? Or do you think he should stay in Europe and, and finish up there? Look, my personal opinion was uh, that uh, at Stephen's age, if he, if, he, if he was able to get another contact in Europe, then he should play the last bit there. But, uh, yes, it would be nice to see him play in South Africa in the, la in the end of his career like Benny. Uh, and, and, and it's just uh, a, good a good idea for him. But that's his opinion. He's going to make the decision. And I think both ways will be good for him.
Would you like to have him at Platinum Stars? Anytime, huh? Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin Johnson, I'm sure every single PSL coach would love to have him, but uh, with the relationship you've got with him, I'm sure you've got a, a pretty good chance, uh, better than most. Thanks for your time this evening here on SAFM Sports Chat. Much appreciated. And uh, we look forward to catching up soon. Best of luck for that clash against Atlanta Pirates this weekend. Thanks again, Brad, and thank you for having me on your show. And thanks to your listeners. I hope I've informed them correctly. Thank you very much again. Remember that moment you wanted to give up when you were unsure if you could be guaranteed safe, hassle-free online banking. So you sought guidance from someone who knew the ins and outs of secure online banking for your business. They introduced you to the Plug and Transact token, a portable security device so powerful it gives you the peace of mind to transact confidently from any computer within minutes. For some, banking online is still risky, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at netbank.co.za today. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. Did you know that the fastest way to pay or renew your television license is with your favorite electronic device? Go to www.paymytv.co.za, make your payment, and then wait for the free rewards page to load or click on axrewards.co.za. Now, all you have to do is click on the funeral cover button, download the AxMe app on your Android phone, register, and start enjoying free funeral cover to the value of 7,500 Rand. T's and C's apply. TV licenses, more rewards, making a difference. In every thriving community in our country, there are women dedicated to creating a stronger society. We salute them. SAFM, honoring the women of yesterday, today, and tomorrow. SABC brings you the Rio 2016 Olympics, live on SABC TV channels and SABC radio stations. You're listening to SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. If you're wondering what's happened with the rowing today, a lot of the South African crews were supposed to be in action, but it was called off due to poor weather for safety reasons. So hopefully that'll get underway once again tomorrow. But there's big football to look forward to. Uh, tomorrow morning, early hours, 3 o'clock South African time, the South African under-23s are in action in their final group game. Mo Ali joins us now uh, from Rio de Janeiro. Mo, welcome back onto SAFM Sports Chat. Big game for Owen de Gama's Chargers. A very big game indeed, and big game for South African football as well, Brad, uh, because uh, they need to win, and maybe they need to win by uh, more than one goal, depending on what happens in the other game between the host, uh, the struggling host, I might add, Brazil and uh, Denmark, are the only side to have scored thus far in this group, and uh, who have got a win thus far, and uh, a win against uh, Iraq uh, will probably seal it uh, for uh, South Africa's under-23 side, and uh, possibly set up a uh, game against the Group B winners, Nigeria, have already won Group B. So the team finishing second in Group A will uh, go to Salvador and uh, play against the Nigerians. But, uh, yeah, uh, it's just a perennial South African problem, isn't it, uh, not being able to score. And uh, they certainly had their chances against uh, Denmark, struck the post uh, thrice. And uh, I can tell you, Brad, it's not going to be an easy game against the Iraqis. They're a very well-organized and uh, disciplined side. Uh, they could easily have snuck a winner against uh, Brazil, and uh, they certainly did well to hold Denmark as well. And they've got a few players who ply their trade in Europe, uh, so by no means, you know, people think about the political turmoil in Iraq, and uh, credit to them for, for having done this well in the tournament thus far. 
Yeah, absolutely. Mo, what are the, the permutations? You, you mentioned that a win should see us through. Uh, would a draw be good enough, depending on the other result? What, what, are the, what are the chances here? What do we need to do? A draw is not going to be good enough um, because it would because we've conceded already. It would mean that Iraq, for example, would uh, we would have a goal difference of minus one. Remember, we lost that by that one goal to nil. So if we do draw, Iraq could actually go through. If uh, uh, Brazil lo- loses to Denmark, um, so we have to win and we have to score. Uh, that's a basic minimum for for South Africa to to go through to the next round. And uh, if uh, Brazil managed to to draw against uh, Denmark and a win for us will take us through. Um, um, and uh, Brazil are under tremendous pressure. I can tell you that uh, Neymar is not the most popular footballer in Brazil at the moment. He's been overtaken by Marta, the uh, Brazilian women's star. And uh, Brazil, Brazilian football, particularly men's football, is not in a good space at the moment as well, particularly after the disaster of the 2014 World Cup. And people were looking for the uh, uh, Olympic side uh, to, to rescue the situation. They haven't done it. Uh, they've, they've looked completely out of sorts. But uh, getting back to our game, we, of course, play in Sao Paulo this evening and uh, I think for, for both sides, for Iraq and uh, for South Africa, it will be a case of uh, trying to go out and winning the game and that could spell a danger for South Africa uh, in terms of you know going out and then searching for those goals and going on the offensive because the Iraqis are very, very good uh, on the counter-attack and you fancy that that's the way they're going to be approaching the game but Owen de Gama did allude to the fact that they'll be very wary of the Iraqis playing on the counter-attack and uh, possibly an indication of how South Africa are going to be playing is that uh, of course Eric Matoho is, is out because of an injury and uh, also uh, it looks like uh, Andile Fikizolo and Tabiso Kutumela, two uh, attacking players are coming in, Lebohang Motiba also out uh, because of uh, suspicions of uh, chickenpox so it looks like uh, they may well be playing a 3-5-2 formation or, or something similar to that. Um, but it's going to be a very interesting encounter. And I'm sure uh, both uh, coaches will be looking at the other game in Salvador as well to see what's happening and planning accordingly. But for South Africa, it's, they have to score and they have to win. No pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely no pressure at all. But you know, you know, Brad, it's, it's, it will just be great for South African football because remember, the under 23s are, are, are really—they should be seen as the next generation of Bafana Bafana players. And uh, this, this experience that they're getting at the tournament, like the Olympics, is absolutely crucial. And uh, it will just build the guys uh, for for their future careers, uh, both at their clubs and uh, with international football. And uh, it will probably set a great platform for for the next generation to come as well. So uh, you know, and and a game against Nigeria. And remember Nigeria came, they arrived six hours before the kickoff against Japan and they were the first side to qualify for the second round. <laughs> Maybe we arrived too early. Maybe that's what the problem is. Mamali, thank you very much for that. Uh, yeah, if anything, uh, some of our players being exposed on the world stage and you look at someone like Keegan Dolly who's uh, been phenomenal and particularly in that first game, uh, I'll be very surprised if he's not playing in Europe uh, in a season or two. Phenomenal, phenomenal talent. Mo, enjoy the game. Kick off 3 o'clock South African time. Make sure you stay tuned to South Africa's news and information leader for updates throughout that clash. SABC brings you the Rio 2016 Olympics live on SABC TV channels and SABC radio stations. This is Sport on SAFM, every supporter's greatest resource. 
Staying with Olympic news, South Africa achieved their first goal at the 2016 Rio Olympics as they sealed top spot in Pool B despite losing against Australia earlier today. The defeat came as a bit of a surprise after two terrific performances against Spain and France yesterday. South Africa made a mistake from the kickoff and quickly found themselves playing catch-up rugby as James Stannard scored twice in the opening half. Sibeta Sanatla pulled a try back for South Africa in the second half, but it wasn't enough as Australia sealed a 12-5 win. Coach Neil Powell afterwards said basic errors cost them the game. No, definitely not. I think uh, obviously wanted to build on uh, last night's performance against France. Um, I think we, we knew Australia was going to come out and, and uh, run at us like that. And um, no, unfortunately we didn't, uh, we didn't stick to the tackles and uh, one or two basic errors in, in attack that it cost us the game at the end of the day. If you, if you make so many mistakes like that, you know, we'll be able to win a game. Powell opted to leave key players like Kyle Brown and Cecil Africa out of his starting side and the coach said having already sealed top position in the group, he could afford to give them a break. Yeah, again, I think uh, it's more or less sure that we will top our pool after this game. So, galaxy for, for for the first stage of the competition. So, um, um, giving guys like uh, Roscoe Speckman and haven't played, only played nine minutes the first two uh, games, give him an opportunity to play with uh, Justin in the, in the, on the playoff and then also Kyle played quite a bit between him and Quaha, so we wanted to rotate them to just manage a bit of a game time um, going into to the next stage of competition. Philip Snayman also shared his thoughts on the result. Uh, definitely not. We want to finish um, our pool on, on a high note. Um, luckily, we still topped our pool, but not the result we wanted. Once, um, I think we lost control from the first kickoff. Australia um, won their own ball back, and from there on, we defended for seven minutes. So I think they, they really um, set the standard from the, from the set phase there, and they unfortunately couldn't get back into the game. South Africa will now face the best third-ranked team in the pools in the quarterfinals later this evening, and Pal says that was their goal at the start of the group stages. Yeah, like I said, I think um, it, was, it was our goal for the first stage of the competition. Uh, obviously, we would have loved to have three wins in the back rather than two wins and then loss, but uh, maybe we were stopping our pool and had been seeded seconds going into the quarterfinals. Blitzbocker will be playing in quarterfinal number four. That kicks off at 11.30 South African time this evening. Remember that moment you wanted to give up when you were unsure if you could be guaranteed safe, hassle-free online banking. So you sought guidance from someone who knew the ins and outs of secure online banking for your business. They introduced you to the Plug and Transact token, a portable security device so powerful it gives you the peace of mind to transact confidently from any computer within minutes. For some, banking online is still risky, but not for you. Amazing things happen when you partner with the right people. Partner with NetBank and take your business to the next level. Email business at netbank.co.za today. We're an authorized FSP and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. Did you know that the fastest way to pay or renew your television license is with your favorite electronic device? Go to www.paymytv.co.za, make your payment, and then wait for the free rewards page to load or click on axrewards.co.za. Now, all you have to do is click on the funeral cover button, download the AxMe app on your Android phone, register, and start enjoying free funeral cover to the value of 7,500 Rand. T's and C's apply. TV licenses, more rewards, making a difference. 
SAFM celebrates 80 years of keeping you in the know. And as part of our celebrations, we are giving away 80,000 rand to the lucky listener who sends us a great South African story via SMS. The team will select three of the best stories and invite the listeners to tell their stories live on air in 80 seconds. We are also giving away a further weekly prize of 5,000 rand to the listener who votes for the winning story of the week. Send your story via SMS to 34766. SMSs cost one rand. Terms and conditions apply. For info, visit www.safm.co.za or follow us on Facebook, SAFM Radio. Stay tuned. SAFM, keeping you in the know. SABC brings you the Rio 2016 Olympics live on SABC TV channels and SABC radio stations. Well, Manfred Seider joins us now. He's been keeping an eye on things uh, as far as the Team South Africa perspective goes. Manfred, it's been a pretty frustrating day for Team South Africa, particularly from the rowing uh, front, uh, with, with poor weather really messing things about. So we, we had a few crews who were supposed to be in action today, but that's been postponed till tomorrow because of it. Yeah, I wonder just how the, the, the rows are dealing with this. It's the second time that uh, a huge chunk of the rows have had to wait an extra day, uh, you know, to, to get onto the water. And uh, world rowing is also got a problem because you know they've they've got a fixed uh, they've got a fixed schedule to keep to. So it's it's going to be a bit tough, I think, for them. And, and yeah, I reckon. Look, I mean, from a physical point of view, maybe the extra rest day is is uh, is, is not a bad thing. Um, you know, I mean, the rows might turn around and say, I'm, I'm ready, I'm amped, I want to get into the water now and I'm rowing. Um, you know, I think only Roger Barrow, the coach, will be able to turn around and tell us for definite what the, what the if this is a good or a bad thing. But, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, you prepare and, and, uh, all the time and, and, yeah, again, you've been postponed. Uh, but I suppose it's part of your sport. You have to deal with it. Yeah, but hurry up and wait. Let's talk about two else was in action today. Disappointing day for Ashley Wilman Passio. She would have hoped for better despite having a crash. I still think a credible performance, 12th in the, in the time trial. I, I would agree with you. <laughs> like a phenomenal per- performance there by, like, by Kirsten Thomas, though, to, to, uh, you know, to win. 42-year-old, mother of a seven, full-time working, and beats the pros uh, by, what, four seconds? I think that is, that is absolutely incredible, and, and defending her title in the process. Uh, but yeah, I would agree. I think I think Ashley is, is. I think she went in with with, with huge expectations going into into Rio, uh, based on what she's been doing in Europe and so on. And, and you know, for her to turn around and say, "Look, I expected more." Um, I suppose that's a fair comment. Um, she did have, as you say, mechanical with the brakes. The, the weather's on, was not exactly ideal. Again, there were a number of crashes. But as she says, she likes riding in the rain. So, and she did go down. Um, but as she says, she likes riding in the rain, so that didn't seem to really, you know, that's not really a factor she would have looked at. So, yeah, um, I, I saw somewhere that um, she's not sure about whether or not she'll still be around for 2020, so maybe this was the big Olympics that she was targeting. So, from that point of view, not getting, you know, into the top 10 on the road cycling, and, and uh, or getting into the top 10 on the road cycling and not better where she wanted a medal, and not getting higher than 12th in the time trial. Well, maybe she, it's, it's you know being disappointed is, is uh, 
is right up there. Yeah, I mean, she's definitely in the form of her life, and, and so, yeah, she will be disappointed. And by, by Kristen uh, Thompson, you mean Armstrong, the winner of the, the ladies' right. time trial. Yes. Let's talk about the Blitzbocker. Uh, I'm going to be blunt. It was, it was a poor performance. Mistakes costing them against Australia. Luckily, it hasn't affected uh, their playoff chances. They, they, they still top the group, so they go through to, to the next round. Uh, they're playing, I think, half past 11 South African time tonight. Uh, they're going to have to lift their game if they want to go through and, and win a medal. Well, from my calculations, this is subject to confirmation, so please don't take this as gospel. I, I've got them down to be to compete against the Kiwis. Um, so a tough quarterfinal ask. Um, yeah, but the Aussies, they came out firing. They, they just they left South Africa floundering. The blitz block had no answers. The Australians had an answer to everything that, that uh, was thrown at them. And they outplayed, outmuscled, and outthought the, the blitz blocker. So, um, yeah, maybe not, it's not a bad thing to have your, let's call it your bad game in, in the heat, in heats, because obviously once you get out of the heats, the bad game costs you, you know, going forward. Um, but hats off to Australia. They played really well. Just briefly, any other South Africans in action uh, today? Well, we had Zach Pontak in, in, the, in the judo, and he also went down there. So, as you say, a disappointing day for South Africa, really. Uh, 2-1 to, to Thiago Colombo in the, in the uh, under-90 kilogram uh, judo division. Um, so, yeah, he won't be happy. Uh, throwing forward to tomorrow, Chad Leclerc got some work to do, I think, on his, possibly on his, his, his mindset. He goes into the Alameda Butterfly heats tomorrow, as does Michael Phelps, who is... With his 21 gold medals, um, if he were a country, would be ranked number 39 in the world. <laughs> That's actually frightening. And one thing I did learn out of uh, this morning's race is that uh, shadow boxing might be a great uh, warm-up for Butterfly, but uh, it helps to motivate your competitors even more. I think Phelps was motivated from the time he <laughs> lost in London four, four years, years ago. ago. He had a mission. He he looked for four years. He looked four years ahead and saying, "I'm coming back. I want my title back." And that's the sign of a true champion. So. You know, Chad does that, he can turn around and say, I'm a true champion too. I mean, look, he's an Olympic gold medalist, so you can't say he's not, but uh, how you can overcome the adversity, yeah. I suppose, will be telling. Big blow to Saskok's goal, not meddling in, in that race. Do you think that was one of the medals they were banking on? I think everyone was banking on that medal, me included. And, and, and yesterday I was still going, mm, gold. Um, you know, the only co- the only definite goal that I saw was was that of Custom Semenya. But I was always hoping that Chad would would you know get a gold. And after winning a silver in the 200 free, where he wasn't expected to win, yeah, you know, I thought he was like on a high, um, and would come out guns blazing. But he didn't have that kick in the last 50 meters. There was nothing left, and usually that's where he comes through strong. So who knows what happened there? We'll have to wait and see. Manfred Seidler, thank you very much. We'll have updates with Manfred throughout the evening here on SFM. So make sure you stay tuned. SABC brings you the Rio 2016 Olympics live on SABC TV channels and SABC radio stations. And that's it for SAFM Sports Wrap. Tonight, uh, have yourself a wonderful evening. Best of luck to our under-23. 3 o'clock kickoff uh, and to the Blitzborker. Half past 11 tonight. Still not 100% confirmed who they will be playing in those quarterfinals. But best of luck to both those teams. Uh, and good luck to the swimmers as well in the heats. And hopefully the rowing gets underway tomorrow. From myself, Brad Brown, and my producer, Siobhan Chetty, thank you so much for listening tonight. Uh, we'll have more sport for you tomorrow morning on AM Live with Janet Witten. Coming up on the other side of your 7 o'clock news, it is the talk shop with Naledi Maleo. Have yourself a great evening. Cheers.